everybody. Welcome to another episode of Off Script with Pastor Jared. It is good to be with you again. I love these. I love doing these Off Script episodes for you and with you. Thanks for listening, all you guys that tune in regularly. I really appreciate it. I want to talk to you today about Pride Month. That's right. And I'm going to tell you why. I even shouldn't use that word later, but it is June 21st today. So we are solidly in the middle of the month of June. And if you've been looking around at all, if you've been aware of what's been going on uh, all around you with different companies and their branding and their logos and their slogans and uh, different sort of remarks they're making, statements that they're making, you've noticed, I'm sure, a, a lot more rainbows than usual. You've noticed that there's been a lot more concentration on gay pride or things like that. And uh, you've seen those letters, LGBTQIA2+. You've seen all of those popping up a lot more recently. The last few years, really, there's been an increase of this. Uh, But I want to talk to you today about that as Christians. Uh, My guess is if you're listening to this, you're, you're a Christian and you're thinking, how do I rightly respond to this? And how do I live in this world uh, that's clearly surrounding me with sin? So I think you got to start there, okay? If we can't agree that this entire movement, uh, what's called Pride Month, or this uh, LGBTQ uh, panoply of uh, identities, is rooted in sexual sin. We really can't go any further than that. This whole this whole discussion that I want to have is based upon the reality that there is a holy God who sets the standard for righteousness and sin and says what is and is not acceptable moral behavior to him, not to me, not to you, uh, not even to our legal system or the Supreme Court, but before the eyes of God. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, that God sets the standard of sin. So sexual sin uh, is pretty much represented in in this movement. So when we talk about this, we're talking about the LGBTQIA2 plus uh, movement. So let me just tell you what those are, because I know that we have probably a lot of senior adult listeners uh, that are not really keeping up with this, and they don't really know. It's not in their face all day like our younger listeners. So Um, that might be a little uncomfortable for you, but let me tell you what these letters mean. L is lesbian. That means uh, women and women together, okay? Gay is uh, is what the G stands for. Uh, Typically means men and men, but but anymore that's become a broader term and it can envelop both uh, lesbian and gay. Gay can become an umbrella term. You see it used like that sometimes. B stands for bisexual, meaning that you... um, are a man that uh, has attraction toward men or toward women, or you're a woman who has attraction toward women or toward men, bisexual. T is transsexual. So that would be uh, if you are saying you are you were born a male, but really you're a female and you identify as female uh, or, or the reverse is true. Uh, Q can stand for questioning. I've seen it stand for queer. Um, and I'm obviously let the, the farther you go down the line, I'm less familiar. Um, I has tends to stand for intersex and a can stand for asexual. Sometimes I've seen it 
uh, as ally. And two, I've just start seen recently start popping up for two spirit. And I'm, I'm not comfortable enough to give you a definition for that. And then often there's a plus that they'll put at the end just to kind of say there are more than these that are out there, but we're just going to cap it by putting a plus at the end. Okay. So Christians, you're living in a world that is surrounding you with this messaging and you're seeing pride and rainbow flags and all of this all around you, unless you have the the blessed ability like I do to work in a Christian environment in a church, uh, you're probably confronted with it. Unless you only eat at Chick-fil-A and unless you only shop at Hobby Lobby, chances are you're, you're going to come into contact with this in some way. So what's your response? I know that it's a hard response for Christians to have because we so deeply want to be loving people. We so deeply want to be accommodating. We so deeply want to wrap our arms around people, especially those trapped in sin, especially those going through difficult times in in trying to figure out their life. We want to be people of grace and mercy and forgiveness, and we should be, and we want to speak words of encouragement and love and Yes, truth, but yes, love. And we we want to do all of those things. And so a lot of times what happens is in that spirit, which comes from a good place, a healthy, good place, in that spirit, a lot of Christians unknowingly or accidentally or maybe just out of a, a compassion gone wild will end up endorsing a bit more than what they mean to or giving a bit more license than what they are knowing what they're doing. So my message to to you, Christian, today is this. The most loving thing you can do in the time we're living in right now as it relates to this movement and this month is to not give a single inch, not to give one inch on this issue, not to try to accommodate or in, in, in some form of compassion that's coming from a good place to, to mildly endorse the movement, okay? And I want to give you some examples of that. So the first way that I would say we can't accommodate this would be in the most op- open obvious, active ways. So and what I'm saying is don't celebrate this. As a Christian, you cannot celebrate sin. So don't go to the pride parade. These first ones are going to be obvious. Don't show up at the pride parade. Don't take your kids to the drag queen show. Uh, don't go yourself. Don't watch these things online. Don't put the rainbow filter on your social media profile and say, I am an ally. Uh, don't share a post trying to be an ally to your friends. Uh, Don't put rainbow stickers on your stuff unless it clearly says, you know, I love Noah and the flood. Uh, Don't buy special rainbow edition products that support these causes. I'll give you an example of this as they just crossed my mind. Uh, I was going to a mod pizza one time just to get one of those make your own pizza places. And I, I always, one of my little fixes is at the register, they sell these cakes that are like chocolate with filling in the middle. And I love them. They remind me of those old, uh, hey, where's the cream filling, you know, uh, <laughs> hostess cakes. And so I get them at Mod, and they're really good. And 
for this, I think it was last year, this particular month of June, they were selling a rainbow edition of this cake, and it was multicolored and sprinkles, and it said all proceeds from this cake go to, and I forget the cause, but it was an LGBT cause. And so in that moment, I thought, you know, no, no, I'm not going to buy this cake, even though I buy this cake every time I get a pizza, and I like this cake, and I go to this restaurant. I'm not going to do it. Something just clicked with me and said no. And that's just a small example, and I'm not the noble hero of that story. I'm just telling you that's one. you have to have those moments in your life where you say no. Uh, don't say things that encourage the sin, even if your heart is to try to love people. Uh, we want to love people as Christians, and we want, but the way that we love them is not to say things that affirms the very sin that's hurting them. That's hurting them. So that's the obvious open stuff, okay? I want to give you three additional ways that maybe you haven't thought of before. Maybe you have, but what I would call giving passive legitimacy. So everything I just said before was active. You know, don't show up to the to the pride parade and, and wave a, a rainbow flag. Okay, I don't think you were going to do that to begin with. Here's what I think there's a there's most Christians are dealing with is all right, what about the stuff that's not quite that far? All right, I just have three. There's probably more. These were the three that I've seen most commonly dealt with by well-meaning Christians. All right. Number one, and it's gonna take some some work, don't even refer to it as Pride Month. Okay. Don't even yield the definition. I didn't sign up for this to be Pride Month. I didn't, I don't remember any kind of declaration, you know, that I made that I'm going to agree to that this, this June, all of June is Pride Month. Really? All of it? You know, you think of all the other holidays that are out there that get one day or, you know, Black History Month gets February and then all of a sudden, boom, like we're going to pretend it's the same thing. All of a sudden, June is Pride Month? No. No, it's not. It's not okay. I, I'm not going to call it that. I'm not going to go along and pretend like this is a real holiday. You can't just. You can't just tell me one day uh, that you know August is uh, Pink Fairy Dust and uh, Unicorns Month because I don't. I don't agree that, and I'm not going to go along with it. So, I would say Christians stop referring to June as Pride Month, because every time you do, you cement that you agree that this is a real thing, that you're going along with it, and you're giving legitimacy to the existence of a holiday month that's rooted in a sin. So we can't do that. I would say stop even calling it Pride Month, and that's going to be hard because it's in our language. But I would remind you, most battles for the culture, most battles for the mind or the philosophies of our day are waged first on the battlefield of language. What you agree to in your terms of language often end up uh, creating fences and barriers for your behaviors later. So be very careful in what you call things, all right? So that's number one. Don't even refer to it as Pride Month. Number two, do not refer to LGBTQ or any of those letters as an identity or as a community or as an orientation, Okay, don't the the second you say the LGBTQ community, 
you have just legitimized that it is a legitimate thing. Or if you say that it's a, that your sexual orientation is lesbian, or I, my, my orientation, or I identify as bisexual or transsexual, if you say that, then what you have done is just said that you can have a legitimate orientation or identity that is rooted in sin. So I don't even say that. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, what do you say, Pastor? How do you refer to it? I know some of y'all are going to have a hard time with this, but as much as I can, I try to say those who practice the sin of, and then insert the name. So if someone says, I'm a lesbian, okay, I try my best not to say lesbian people or those who identify as lesbian or the, the lesbian community. I try not to say that, even though I will slip at times. I try not to say it. And what I will say is those who participate in lesbian sin or those who participate in sexual sin that manifest in lesbianism. Because to me, that's a very important difference. Because these are sins. They, they're, not, they're not identities. They're not things that take over your whole life and and change your personhood and you are defined as your sexual orientation. I fundamentally disagree with that. So I need to have language that matches what I believe in my heart. Okay? So I don't I don't say, you know, those uh, for transsexuals or trans people. I, I really, I don't say that. I, I will say those who commit the sin of, of transsexuality or those who, um, you know, pretend to be men or those women who pretend to be men, you know, I I just think we have to be very careful not to passively agree with the philosophy, even in the way we communicate it. And third, this is going to be uh, even harder, especially those young people that are in academic settings and whatnot. Number three, the way we give passive legitimacy, don't post your pronouns or participate in the delusion of other people, okay? So, You'll see this is very common nowadays um, in emails or uh, from from professional organizations, companies, colleges. Uh, you'll see, for example, you might see Jared Cress, Pastor Kirby Woods, and then below it, he slash him slash they. You know, to say those are my those are my pronouns. Um, and of course, there's a lot of other pronouns that exist. If you don't know what they are, you need to look them up. There's so many pronouns now that are being used. Um, but none of those are rooted in reality or in truth. And so I think Christians, w- what we want to do, again, is to be kind to other people. And it comes from a good place. And we we don't want to be a jerk. And we don't want to harm other people. And so what we do is we'll just kind of play along with the game. We know that Jared's a man. We know that... that uh, Jared's pronouns are obviously going to be he and him. They always were. They always are. But maybe Jared wants to be nice to people and he says, hey, what? no skin off my nose. What do I care? I, I don't want to start any fights. I don't want any trouble. If that guy wants to think of himself as a lady, who do I care? That's what a lot of people think. And so they'll just play along and say, Jared Cress, he, him. And then they'll and then at some point, you have to introduce yourself and say, hi, my name's Jared. I, uh, I identify as male, and, and uh, my pronouns are he, him. And I'm just, Christians, I just want to say, don't play the game. Don't participate in fantasy. It's not real. So be very careful that 
in your in your desire to be nice and to be kind that what you don't do is perpetuate falsehoods that are trapping people so and i and i listen i understand i have the blessing and benefit of working at a a christian place okay a church some of you work at christian nonprofits this is not a problem christian schools i really hurt for y'all that that are in secular organizations or government entities and and you're going to have to make some hard calls coming up in the next 10 years you've got some hard decisions coming your way but based on god's word based on standing on the truth i would seriously encourage you not to participate in playing along in the delusion of other people it does not help them it does not help them stand firm uh, don't ca- even call someone by pronouns that don't fix to reality now what do you do in that situation what i've done in the past i'm not saying this is the perfect thing but when someone has asked me to give a pronoun that clearly is against their gender, I will just ask for their name and call them by their name. And as, and as laborious as that is, not to use pronouns, I will not participate in a false fantasy about someone. Um, I don't think that honors God to just play along and pretend. So these are all, these are all examples of passive ways that we sometimes try to go along and get along, but I think it hurts us in the end, church. This is a time right now where we live is a time for truth and for clarity and for boldness. We need to know what truth is. So stand firm, Christian, and do not give this month, do not give these sins an inch. Don't play along. Don't go along and get along. Don't just try to be nice and hope that it all goes away. It won't. We must stand firm and speak the truth, come what may. I hope y'all have a wonderful week. Thank you for being faithful listeners. Please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet. Follow it on Apple or Spotify or any of the other places. Share it with a friend if you want to help us get the word out and expand the reach of this podcast. And more than anything else, find you a gospel-preaching church, a Bible-believing church, and go there on Sunday and worship with other believers. If you don't have one and you you live in the Memphis, Tennessee area, Kirby Woods Baptist Church. Come shake my hand. I'd love to see you Sunday. God bless.